This is Paul Toscano, and I'm providing another uh, audio recording of a speech I gave uh, back on November of uh, 2005 uh, at the Mormon Women's Forum Counterpoint Conference on the campus of the University of Utah. Uh, the speech is entitled The Sacrament of Doubt, and it appears as chapter 14 uh, of the book by the same title, The Sacrament of Doubt, which was published by Signature Books in 2007. So here is the audio recording of that speech. A clear powder blue sky, a crisp orange sunset, and spreading across the twilight like milk drops in water, ragged clouds shimmer with a subtle iridescence. When I was young, such a promising scene would have made my heart sing, Lord, I believe. Now the same scene moves my anxious mind to mutter, Help thou my unbelief. The road from faith to doubt and the road from doubt to faith are two opposing lanes of a single divided highway on which those on the path to faith pass those opposite them on the way to unbelief, each on a pilgrimage seeking refuge from the predatory terror of death. This is but a metaphorical way of expressing two ideas. First, that faith and doubt are rival approaches to the quest for meaning. And second, that the quest for meaning is the struggle of the psyche to free itself from the terror of oblivion. Those who begin in faith are often blind to the coming darkness of doubt. Those who begin in doubt are often blind to the light of faith. Those who begin life in faith sometimes come to accept the virtues of doubt. For unless old ways are doubted, new faith cannot be found. One must doubt the old to see the new. One must have faith in the new to free the imagination. Faith and doubt seem inseparably connected. The scriptures in which so many have faith are full of stories of doubt. Abraham doubted Isaac's conception, Peter doubted Christ's crucifixion, Thomas doubted Christ's resurrection, Paul doubted first Christianity, then Judaism. Doubt and faith are twin offspring of genuine spirituality. True spirituality is a free mind that practices irony and compassion. Without doubt, faith hardens into arrogance. Without doubt, we cannot doubt ourselves, our assumptions, aspirations, expectations, and predispositions. Without self-doubt, we cannot doubt our righteousness. We cannot repent. We cannot forgive. Without doubt, we cannot tolerate the unfamiliar. Without doubt, we cannot criticize the power structures that serve us and afflict others. Without doubt, we cannot doubt the finality of death and oblivion. Without doubt, we cannot doubt our doubts. Or rekindle our faith. Sometimes faith manifests itself as half-doubts. I find it difficult to doubt, for example, the Christocentric theology of the Book of Mormon, even though I doubt its history. I find it hard to doubt the humanity of the 19th century Mormon experiments in Christian communism, the law of, of uh, consecration and stewardship, even though I doubt such programs could be implemented successfully. It is hard for me to doubt the vitality of the Mormon insistence on the resurrection, the body, the need for embodiment, even though such a notion may be no more than a metaphor, also a form of embodiment, that rejects 
the orthodox Christian tendency to over-spiritualize good and over-materialize evil. It is hard for me to doubt that there was more than human involvement in the Holy Scriptures, including the text Joseph Smith produced, though it is clear that such an output is not beyond human production. It is hard for me to doubt that uh, doubt the Mormon teaching that love relationships will endure beyond the grave, even if such a proposition leads Mormons to embrace with egregious sentimentality modern political notions of family values. For me, the enemy of faith is not doubt, but certainty and arrogance, which form the bedrock of coercion and violence. The seed of faith flourishes when it is rooted in the soil of doubt. The soil of doubt without the seed of faith is an arid desert. This is why the skeptic who doubts his doubts is holier than the believer who is certain of his faith. It is why Galileo, who doubted Aristotle but not God, was holier than Thomas de Torquemada, whose certainty blinded him to the difference between conversion by force and conversion by persuasion. As a doubter, I pray for faith with the words, Help thou my unbelief. It would be well, I think, for believers to pray for doubt with the same words. For surely the unbelief of believers needs as much help as the belief of unbelievers. Help thou my unbelief should not be just a prayer for faith, but a cry for doubt, to turn the sword of certainty into a plowshare. Belief is often a call to doubt. Belief in Christ calls us to doubt the totalism of the natural world. Belief in the resurrection calls us to doubt the finality of death. Belief in the redemption calls us to doubt the efficacy of human justice. Belief in the Holy Spirit calls us to doubt our alienation from God. And doubt is a call to acceptance. To doubt Christ is to accept and bear the cross of the skeptic. To doubt the resurrection is to embrace mortality. To doubt the redemption is to face the limits of our humanity. To doubt the Holy Spirit is to accept the present without nostalgia for the past or sentimentality for the future. Because belief softens despair and unbelief restrains arrogance, the best Christians may be self-deprecating near-gnostics who daily make an open-eyed choice to maintain the paradox of belief and unbelief and to live between the poles of blind acceptance and blind denial. Perhaps faith is to give God the benefit of the doubt. Perhaps doubt is to restrain the narcissism of certainty. For me, the bread of doubt is as sacred as the water of faith. Together they form a Eucharist of hope, a wellspring of charity, a love that is neither partial nor sentimental, but simply the heart's desire that God's love fall like rain in equal measure upon the just and the unjust, that no one claim a blessing one would withhold from another or impose a burden one would not bear oneself. Such charity is what in the end may be the best remedy for the privations of poverty, the pretensions of priesthoods, and the privileging of patriarchs, because it does not arise upon the authority of certainty, but is a grace flowing freely from the ordinance of faith and the sacrament of doubt.